0: good afternoon good evening welcome to today's episode of musings with jesus my name is shawn La. thank you for joining me um i hope you're well where you are i hope all is well with you and yours Um today we're going to be musing on something titled number our days and um, you know as you probably noticed the titles are always based on scripture you know the topics you know sort of me and god have a conversation <laughs> first thing in the morning I sort of like think about what's top of my mind, what's top of my spirit, what's bubbling up. And then we look for, you know, a scripture, a verse, a phrase, a keyword or something to interrogate about. And then we start on this journey and God has been speaking. And I just thank God for Him taking me through this journey and, you know, helping me. This has been really, really helpful to me. Uh, Since I started it this year, second half of the year on the 6th of June, I will never forget that date, you know, and I I just thank God for his grace and mercy to see this through. And I think the journey of Musings with Jesus and the daily podcast is actually relevant to what we're going to be musing about today because it's about number of days and I think, you know, the backstory to why this is something I wanted to muse about, I think it's useful to muse about is because i realize that you know often we don't think you know i think god thinks in days you know it's quite interesting because i think if we look at the fact that he actually created the world and he made day and night and everything started with god creating day and night i mean if you look at you read that whole genesis one maybe we should actually have read that you know you you see how um you know this is the the earth was without form and void darkness was upon the face of the deep and god said let there be light and there was light. that was i mean as in his opening statement into creation and then the first thing he did he created a day and then he created night and he separated you know one from the other so and that concept of a day god still thinks in days because even jesus when he came he said you know we should take no thought for tomorrow that sufficient for the day is the evil thereof and i know some of you that may have been on this journey with me for a long time you do know that i have mused on this concept of a day you know which is why um, i have one of my earliest musings was wisdom for today and you know god led me on that journey where he said you know i shouldn't be thinking that you know I shouldn't be thinking up days ahead I shouldn't think in terms of weeks or months but that what God wants is for me to ask for wisdom every day and I'm still learning that because I'm like God when I ask for wisdom for a day you know that if I need wisdom today then give me the wisdom I should you know help me for the month or something why are you portioning it every day but I'm beginning to realize that God is a God of the day he really invests a lot in a day and if only I would understand this It would make a humongous difference to how I deal with him, how I relate with him, and what I put into my days. Because now, as I'm musing in it, God is just bringing up scriptures to my remembrance. The children of Israel, the same thing. Instead of him to give them manna to last for days, he gave them for, you know, just daily portion. And whenever they tried to store it, the manna would spoil. They found that I couldn't keep till the following day. And I kid you not, I'm sure that manna, even if it was today when there is fridge safe, it will not last either because they had means of preserving things but all those means did not work with manna because god did not intend the manna for tuesday to be eaten on wednesday he wanted his children to learn how to look up to him every day because really because honestly if if yeah that's the only way we can you know so i I, as i'm thinking about it now i'm realizing that god wants daily worship daily service Daily reverence, daily dependence, daily devotion. Yes. And Jesus said the same thing as well. He said, when he was praying, when he asked the disciples, teach us how to pray, Lord, teach us to pray, which we mused on about seven days ago. He said, When you pray, say, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, give us this day our daily bread. He did not say, Give me forever or give me for the rest of my life. He said, the prayer should be for the day. So I decided that today, let me muse on all these things. You know, this concept of a day. And this is not going to be an extensive musing. Um, if the Lord permits, maybe we may do more than this. But this is just, I would say, a kickoff. Maybe just to get my you know, spiritual mind and thoughts going. Because I find that there's still a whole lot more I need to really understand about this. Because I still catch myself not asking for wisdom every day and expecting that, okay, God, Me and you, we talked about this yesterday, why, you know, am I still lacking wisdom, you know, and so I think there's a big urgent need for me to really understand that really well. So, the title of today is Number Our Days. And there's a scripture, I think many of us would know it, but I'll read it all the same. It's Psalm 90 verse 12. So, it says, so teach us, and this is a prayer of the psalmist, actually talking to the Lord. It says, so teach us to number our days that we may apply ourselves to wisdom. Now, this for me is a very, very deep spiritual scripture. And the psalmist talks a lot about days, which makes me really know that, you know, he understands it. That he understands it in in a way that perhaps many of us don't know he says teach us to number our days that we may apply it to wisdom and honestly i find that at least let me speak for myself like i always do i think when i begin to realize you know i think i think that it is easier how do i say this now lord help me with the words I think having a sense of the preciousness the value of every day makes a significant difference to how I how I operate how impactful I am and the effort that I put into anything. I think the moment I started being more intentional about every day and being more you know deliberate to make sure I am productive every day. Whether, and I'm talking even in secular terms, it's made a lot of difference to how I showed up generally. So this one is talking about counting our days. Definitely, people that procrastinate do not count their days. So they may have planned to do something in January. It will never happen. I am learning, even as a leader. In fact, I had a conversation with my team yesterday, you know, um, in the office, and... I, I, I tell my team, I said there's a tendency, and I've noticed that, particularly in the profession that I am, which is communications, there's a tendency for people to get, continue to roll over deadlines, and just continue talking, refining, and nothing ever comes out. I tell them it's a very demonic thing, we must not give ourselves to that. And that when you say, have a commitment in your mind, this thing, I will produce it, I will push it out on so so and so day. that deadline must not shift. I said because the mood, sentiment changes very quickly. And that's what we've seen over this period. By the time you spend so much time working on one content or one document or whatever it is you're producing, by the time you push it out, you know, it's not relevant. The conversation has moved on. The sentiment has shifted. So I really, even in a professional context, I understand this numbering. our days. It says so that you may apply it to wisdom. In my profession, that would mean so that you can seize the moment. And that requires you know timeliness speed and understanding and also making sure numbering your days actually doing what is required for each day understanding that there is something you know there's a there's a there's there's a there is a purpose for Monday there's something that needs to be done on Tuesday there's something that done on needs to be done on Wednesday and that thing that's supposed to be done on Tuesday when you do it on Wednesday is not the same you have not done what needed to be done you have missed an opportunity there I think that's what they say and i'm even talking in purely professional terms now i'm not even talking spiritual this is what i have noticed that people who are able to seize the moment are the ones that win the day hmm. lord that was you yes And it's something I think all of us need to learn. Some people, maybe they have it, but for those of us that don't have that, Lord, teach us to number our days that we may apply it to wisdom. It is a very good prayer. So thank you for joining me. So quite a few scriptures, but I'm um, just, well, not that many, but I actually, there are a lot of scriptures rather, but I just selected a few for the purposes of this music not for today. So let's read them. Psalm 118 verse 28, it says, this is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is the Psalmist talking about, you know, and this is something that I normally do when I wake up in the morning and I really want to command that morning. I just say, Father, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it because it is true. Every day, today, this day, is the day that the Lord has made. He has made that day for you and I. That we are seeing the day, that we are in the day. It is the day that the Lord has made. Because He has, in the beginning, it was God that made day and night. And we will rejoice and be glad in it. Because waking up today means that God has given me this day. God has given you this day. And if the Lord has made this day for me to be able to see it and be in it and function in it, that means there is a purpose for this day. And I'm really talking to myself now. I need to be rejoiced and be glad in it, because by so doing, I am now declaring the purpose of God for that day, and I'm making it easier for myself to walk in it, to walk as somebody that is numbering the days. I think I, if I speak for I, I, think we spend too much time, you know, waiting for a promised, you know, one glorious day that just never comes, and then in so doing, miss all the opportunities of the day. Me personally, I can see that that's Who I have been and who I need to stop being. Waiting for that day when I will be happy. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? The day when all problems will go. And I am missing the opportunities that are in today. Because I keep hoping and praying for it, you know, a tomorrow that will clearly not ever come. But this is the day today that the Lord has made. I should rejoice and be glad in it. That's what the psalmist says. It's a declaration he's not saying that there's no problem there's no challenge what it is saying is that it's the Lord that made this deal that's why you are seeing it because if not you and I will not be here in this day you know now there are people who have not seen the day but for the Lord to have made it it, yes he has made it because he has made it possible for you and I to be in this day let us rejoice and be glad in it let us seek him and ask him for the purpose of that day of this day You know my honest prayer is that because so much wisdom has come through in all these musings my prayer for myself is that god let it sink in my heart because honestly sometimes i really you know i i'm very good at some things for some reason stay with me some some reason some things just don't stay and i'm talking generally there's some things that people say to me i never forget there are some conversations i've had with some people i i, as I, I remember it i carry it along with me I don't know what it is that makes some things stick and some things don't stick. But some of these musings, I pray, God, please let them stick. Let it be a part of me. So Psalm 84 verse 10 says, For a day in your court, this is the psalmist speaking again, is better than a thousand outsiders speaking to the Lord. I would rather stand at the threshold of the house of, the, of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. Yes, I totally agree with the psalmist on that. Me and David, we love ourselves very much. It's true. He says a day in God's court is better than a thousand outside. Honestly, it is. It can, it's life changing. It's life-changing. It's destiny for me. Yes, I agree with him. But that also shows the power of a day. And let's face it, really, most of the most significant things that happen to us, they are done in a day. You have a child. It's on a day. You are pregnant for nine months. Well, it's one day that child will be born now. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Teach us, O Lord, to number our days. Teach us that we may apply ourselves to wisdom. Ephesians 5.16 says, Making the most of your times because the days are evil. This was Paul though, advising the the church in Ephesus. He told them that they should redeem the time. He says, Because the days are evil. In other words, Make the most. Because all of us, and I think that's the thing, the deception that somehow we have all the time in the world, we don't. I was having, in my team meeting with my team yesterday, I said, I said, look, I have 50 years. I have a greater sense of urgency now. Because I have spent half a century on earth, I know that I do not have another half a century. So I think I am now beginning to actually number my days more than I used to before. Many periods, I think in my 30s, 20s, even 40s to some extent, maybe early 40s. I I think I started numbering my days actually from my 40s. Much more so for my fifth, um, for my fourth. Yeah, but in this twenty twenty, uh, yeah, God has been teaching me how to number my days so much more, and I think um, it's improving. You know, it's getting more, and more and more. You know, I am harder on myself in terms of what I need to do in a day. When I, you know, even if it is rest, you know, yes, I, 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 I dedicate myself to that rest. You know, I don't, I don't allow people to intrude on my day you know i said i allow god you know me and god you know we whatever we have there to do we will do it and i think that is what this lockdown has enabled me to do I, I really don't allow things and people and life to intrude on my day that you know as it used to be before you, you know I, we set i set my agenda and i i fulfill it and um you know that's one thing that i think lockdown has really helped me to do Psalm 39, verse 4 says, Lord, make me to know my end and what is the extent of my days. Let me know how transient I am. Even though I wrote this as Psalms, I, I wonder if it is Psalms or whether it's Proverbs, but I need to. I hope I didn't make a, an error with that, but I'll check it. Um, and make sure the correct thing is there. So this one says, Lord, make me to know my end and what is the extent of my days. Let me know how transient I am. When I read this, I found it very deep because I honestly believe that a lot of people. That do a lot of wicked things and I don't want to mention some political leaders that we've seen both in my country in this part of the world as well as you know in the so-called developed world with what you know I it's, it's clear that these people do not realize that their life is like a vapor like the wind that passes you know In fact, that comparison is very hard because wind doesn't stay. No matter how strong it is, it will blow away eventually. That's how life is. And that's how the Bible describes life. It see, it's like a vapor. When the vapor is there, it's swirling around, you can see it. But after a while, it just clears. You know, you won't see it anymore. It's a very time-specific vapor. That's how our life is. And this is, you know, very much in the spirit of numbering days. I honestly believe that a lot of people do this wickedness because they all somehow believe that they are immortal. Invincible is the utmost deception of life. So we just carry on. So it's the the so the, the psalm is you know is is saying, Lord help me make me to know my end, which is that this life you will live this life. Let it be apparent to me. Let me know the extent of my days. Let me know how transient. Yes, this life is transient. It is transient. People that die young is not because they are wicked. Oh, it's not because they didn't pray. Ooh. It's not because God wanted to punish them Oh, It's because this life is transient. Even to the person that lives for 120 years, it is still transient. And that's what he said by numbering our days. Because if we knew, if we knew, if we knew the extent of our days, will we not live our life differently? You see how people live when they are told that they have a terminal disease and they have how much to live. You see how precious they take every day. Wow. You see the urgency with which they live their life. How they set things in place. How all of a sudden certain things don't matter anymore. That is how all of us are supposed to number our days. Whether or not we have a prognosis of anything or not. Matthew 24 37, I think this was Jesus speaking. He says, For the coming of the Son of Man shall be just like the days of Noah. And there's another scripture we'll read further and when he talks a bit more about that. But the Bible describes the days of Noah. And it's funny when God uses this language, He doesn't say the time of Noah, the life of Noah, the weeks of Noah. We know Noah was in the. Um, in the, in, the, in the boat for several, I believe, months. I think it was, you know. But God calls it his days. Yes, because every single day mattered. Every single day mattered. The day they entered the, the ark, he built the ark for several days, but there was a day he entered. And every single day, he had decisions that were upon him. He had things he needed to do. Everything they did on the ark had a direct impact on what they did after they left the ark even the the decision to leave the (laughs) the bible says the days of Noah he's counting he counted the time of Noah in days not in weeks there must be something honestly as I'm thinking about it I, I really need to understand what God has God seems to have invested much more in a day than you and I know because let's look at it the reason why we have day and we come out and we work and we do stuff is because god said day and night if he had set time as a continuum whereby there is no day and night the concept of a day will not be there you understand we will just know that okay we enter life and then you know we just continue there's nothing like time you know but god set time and he set a day a 24-hour day it's god that set it all nobody you know the way they carry on in this world now they do as if it's um, human is maybe america that sets and night. no it's the creator is the world we found ourselves it's god that sets it all. he seems to have invested much more in that day than you and i know than i at least i know and that's why they are counseling us number our days because i think there's just something about the way it is almost so normal and natural to deceive ourselves that we actually have more time that we than we than we do have or or that a day is useless because we have not gotten something planned for it but what i'm getting from this is that god seems to have invested so much more in a day than we realize, than i realize so i think my own assignment from all this is to begin to you know stay up with him and find out more and ask him and maybe check into more scripture as well that and maybe also begin to practice more maybe say more of this is the day that you have made you know declaring that i will rejoice and be glad in it and then you know just you know stirring him up to ask him to help me make more of the day i i think yeah okay so second timothy 3 1 says but realize this in the last days difficult times shall come yes and you know that's that always another aspect of days so like i said before there's what you know there are there are many things that god says about days in the bible there's when he talks about the day of the lord that one is a separate thing that one you know that if we, it does a separate teaching or musing if we go on that one and i maybe perhaps would we'll, i think we've done that maybe not though and then there's also where he talks about the last days. That one, there's a whole lot of things around the last days as well. Maybe that's also something we'll do at a separate time. But this were just talking generally about the concept of days, you know, or the concept of a day in, in, in God's thinking. So, yeah. So like we had referred to let me just read exodus 2011 where it talks about what god did in genesis and it says for in six days and this is moses you know writing this down he says the lord made the heavens and the earth in six days the sea and all that's in them and rested on the seventh day therefore the lord blessed the sabbath day and made it holy so i'm wondering it well because when we look at that genesis god you know he divided the days into certain different things that he created So there were things that God accomplished every day. And that tells me that God actually expects each and every one of us to accomplish something every day. There must be something that we must complete every day. There is a day of rest, which is why I said also when you have the day of rest, you should be judicious about it. And I think God likes that. But I think spiritually, there must be something that we must produce every day, just like God did. maybe i need to do that i didn't because when we looked at that each day there was something he finished as in he finished it though not that he continued it the next day he finished it so in as much as and what i'm getting from that guy in as much as you know we have things that run on as projects in our lives and all that there should be a portion of that project that we finish every day both spiritually and professionally honestly i think that's the best way to live an effective life. because if not procrastination will just finish you make up your mind this day i'm going to do this even if it's something that let there be a task a portion of it that you will do for today spiritually as well whether it is evangelism whether it is soul winning whatever it is there must be something a spiritual assignment for every day in fact maybe that's what i need to start asking god maybe i should even have a you know calendar or so, something every day let there be something that i will do spiritually professionally maybe even family wise it seems like god wants us to set daily targets so i'm honestly that's what i'm saying if i look at it, even the creation story and i'll encourage everybody to please let's go and read that genesis creation again why did god finish he did something he completed things every day why didn't things start one one day and what you know it, it, it's it's you i think there was a message he was sending to us there Of course, we know why everything was seven days, because seven is the number of perfection. So he was very intentional. And it's not that he couldn't have done it differently. I think he did it deliberately that way for us to understand that a day is a powerful thing to have. We shouldn't be, you know, setting targets for the year, setting targets for the month is all good. But by all means, do not you know set a target for a day in other words do not underestimate the power of a day because god seems to have invested the power in a day i don't i'm not sure he has invested power in months or years because the bible doesn't use those kind of terms the bible talks about a day the day of the lord there's a lot more scriptures around the day and hour than there is around year or month Month does not even that one even enter the matter it doesn't enter the matter Apart from, where was it that we read the other day when I was at the 42 months? (laughs) Sometimes he uses the months. But most of those months are more for spiritual, very, you know, those high things. When he talks in the life of a man, he talks more about days. So maybe we we need to be engaging God about on a daily matter. On daily issues, daily grace, you know. And he says his messages are new every morning. Yes, so there's... Okay, so there's... Okay, so maybe I've, I've, I've just been... I've been squandering all the grace that God has, you know. Maybe there's is, there's is some. Maybe there's a daily grace, daily anointing, you know, daily power. Okay, so I need to. even I say this is the day that the Lord has made. That's what I need to do. Every morning I should say I should rejoice because maybe there's a daily package that God has prepared for me that I don't, you know, a daily manner. Do you understand? That I've not taken because I'm expecting to live from the manna of the day before me where that manna has rotted then i'm wondering why the day is turning out bad when i'm eating rotten manna or trying to eat it because I know it, you know it's not going down well rather asking for daily manna hey, hey daily manna okay i have to listen to this music again okay psalm 50 verse 16 says call upon me in the day of trouble i will rescue you and you will honor me and i will honor me i shall rescue you and you will honor me Uh aha this is the psalmist speaking so god is saying we should call upon me in the day of trouble and as i said on a human basis it seems that god looks at the day he doesn't say there are other places when he talks about the time of trouble but he also talks about the day of trouble he doesn't talk about the year of trouble he doesn't talk about the month of trouble is the day Matthew 24 36 But of that day, now this is Jesus talking about the day of the Lord Of that day and hour, no one knows Not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but the Father That is the second coming of the Lord And this, Jesus describes it as a day and an hour So there is an hour within a day that Jesus comes Within an hour, can you imagine? 60, 60 minutes Jesus self is a real, is a, is, God self is, is a God of drama God likes drama, the whole Bible itself is full of drama in an hour, 60 minutes. Can you imagine? 60 minutes. And he says that day. So there's a day that God has chosen when the Son of Man will come again. Within that day, he will choose an hour within that day. But of the day and the hour, he has kept it to himself, God the Father. You can imagine. And I don't really understand why he keeps it to himself, why he won't share it with anybody. But he just shows you that he's really the most high God. Mm. And that's why, when one follows the devil, it's very risky, because you are following somebody who does not have even one one millionth of the information. Do you understand? He's working with very flawed, incomplete information. But me, when God guides me, He has put everything in context, including this day and hour that nobody knows, even Jesus. So I will be foolish. disregard his counsel because perchance maybe that thing he's advising me is preparation against that day and hour that only him knows but the devil has no clue so anybody following him honestly it is the most risky the most ill-advised the most self-sabotaging self-sabotaging decision or choice that anybody can make and this is really, you know, taking me to a place where, because I do find that many times when God tells me to do certain things and I'm asking him why, he doesn't explain. Sometimes it, sometimes, most times he does not explain. And I, and I'm beginning to understand why, because there are so many, you know, intangibles, invariables, so many X, Y's and, you know, to the power, this and that, that is involved in that advice that he will give me that. He cannot even begin to explain the interconnections as to why he's telling me to do that thing now the best thing is for me to obey as time goes on some portions of the xy um, quotient and all that may become available um, i may understand it but at that point he cannot even explain it to me because the interconnections with the smaller the bigger the uh, somebody that knows the day and the hour of something that is o- is the only one in the universe that knows when a significant universal world event is going to take place and he's lining up a lot of um, of, um, developments up to that day. And trying to fix in everybody's little, you know, our own little components and elements in that bigger picture. How can what he says to me, how can it make sense to my natural mind, it can never make sense. It's about whether I believe him or not, whether I trust him, that's really what will make the difference. But what me I'm, I am very sure of is that the devil is working with incomplete information, flawed information, and dangerously inaccurate as well. It is a very it will be it's very risky to listen to his counsel. Thank you, Jesus. So Second Peter three verse three. This is just a counsel for those of us in the last days, and I think separately perhaps i will do amusing on the last days i've been saying this and i've not been doing it but again i i walk according to leading so you know if the day comes upon us as we know and you know i'm not led in that way i won't do it but second peter three verse three says know this first of all in the last days mockers will come with their mocking following after their own lusts and this is you know what we've also seen there's a lot of scoff you know they scoff at everything you know (laughs) and you know something funny happened recently you know and for me this just shows why it's always good to tell the truth all these normal parables that we see about wolf cry a a a political advisor i was reading i was on twitter yesterday this is a digression but i just want to make this point with this and i'll close a political advisor was trying to alert on a story, apparently a story had gone round that was about fake news, this is in Nigeria, and one of the presidential advisors then put out a tweet saying that it was fake news and everybody should should um, disregard it. I kid you not, he had a lot of reactions on that tweet, but everybody was disbelieving his clarity of the fake news, and why is that? Because there has been a lot of misinformation going around, a lot of denials, a lot of even people who should be sharing facts. You know trying to challenge and convolute the facts to the point that nobody believes anybody anymore and that is the problem when you use lies as a communication strategy or misinformation rather than presenting fact it will get to a point whereby even when you are now telling the true facts nobody will believe you because the one that people knew this is what really happened or at least we are sure that this happened you denied even the rising of the sun then how will we believe you the day you come and tell us truly that uh, this one came out i mean it's, it's, it's very sad so for me when i read it i was amused because i you know my profession is communications and many times when you you want to advocate for people to do the right thing, they think you are, you are, you are naive or you are ignorant or you don't know how the, the world works. But these are the reasons why. And that is why, like I said, I will pitch my tenth with God, who holds on to his principles and does not do things partially. And even when, even I, that I am his child, if I, I fall against his will, if I disobey and I do not do the things that are pleasing in his sight, he will judge me. He will take his vengeance upon me. I will be punished for it. I will be rewarded for my works, whether they are unrighteous. Uh, you know or, or, or whether they are righteous he will not be partial to me I will rather you know follow a God that is like that than people who you know you change with the wind so to close with Ecclesiastes 7:14 says in the day of prosperity be happy and I'm closing with this scripture but in the day of adversity consider God has made the one as well as the other so that man will not discover anything that will be after him and i think this is very much i think this is important because because when things go well we're happy and with when things do not go in the way that we want as well we somehow find it convenient to say oh god has left us forgetting that the god who made the day of prosperity is also still god even in the day of adversity And I think what I'm getting from that is that whether prosperity, whether adversity, God is still God. It is still the day that the Lord has made. I am still to rejoice and be glad in it. By so doing, his purpose for that day will be fulfilled. Because the word of God says that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. So both the day of prosperity and the day of adversity will work together for my good because I am the called according to God's purpose. So Lord, teach me to number my days that I may apply it to wisdom. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. God bless you all. Thank you for listening. Have a blessed and glorious day in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen.